0: We well, have an officer be basically... You Now they don't have ID. They can't get into a hotel room oh. to, to get them the help they need. Especially if someone even gets arrested, a lot of people don't know how the justice system works.
1: But I want someone to actually know them and, and know that it's legit. Thirty years. I started out as an investor first. Um, I would, in general, be wary of the storefront psychic.
2: I have your powers?
0: Thank you so much for having me.
2: So, hi, everyone. Welcome to The Problem Solver. My name is Maria, and I'm hosting today. And here I have my co-host, Raf Adami. Could please tell everybody what you do.
0: Well, uh, currently I'm acting, I've been acting for about the last five or six years. A brand ambassador, pretty much a jack of all trades. So,
2: all right, great, I'm glad to be here. Great, thank you. And here we have our guest, Tawny. Tawny, we would love to hear what do you do.
1: <laughs> um, so by day, I'm a commercial real estate investor, uh, I focus on multifamily, and uh, I'm starting to host a podcast called Fit and Frugal. Oh, great,
2: yeah, all right. Well, why don't we start with the investing side? What do you do? How, how do you do that? How can somebody come to you? <laughs>
1: how do I do that? So I most likely, <clears throat> I spend most of my day crying and underwriting deals. <laughs> we talk to a lot of brokers, I have a team. Um, our deals are in between 100 and 300 units. So we focus on mostly right now in Texas and Florida.
2: Oh, nice. So yeah. what would be the steps to that if somebody yeah. was interested?
1: Um, I think the most important thing is to get educated first. Because when I started investing last year, I straight, I like went straight into um, single family homes, mm-hmm. and then I pivoted to you know Airbnb, which here in Vegas is not really a prominent place for it. Um, I still have a couple rentals in California where I'm from, and then now that's why I pivoted again into multifamily.
0: Are <laughs> you are you so exact? What is exactly that you're trying to do? You're, you're trying to help families. With their finances in a holistic approach.
1: Um, what I'm trying to do is build my uh, real estate portfolio. But the investors that I'm trying to link up with, we want to actually solve more of the affordable housing crisis. That that's uh, like right outside of the real estate market is because I feel like there's a lot of plays on value adds lately. It's that everyone wants to go after like the the Class C's, all of the uh, bridge loan debt that's like kind of falling apart, right? But as investors, we, we don't want to see other syndicators kind of fall apart in their deals. So we want to come in and make sure, like, we don't raise rent too much to where it's still affordable and to make sure that we don't drive migration out of, like, certain cities and stuff like that because people cannot afford the rent anymore.
2: Yeah, that's true. I've mm. actually seen a little, a little slight, like, movement in it. I've seen some come down, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Which was Here in agency. Vegas? Yeah. Or the rentals, because they've Mm -hmm. been pretty crazy. Yeah, it has definitely. Mm -hmm. So for multifamily, Mm -hmm. what, like, if somebody was educated, wanted to get into that, Mm -hmm. what's the step like for them to start learning about getting into multifamily?
1: Yeah, like figure out why you want to invest in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Figure out what your strategy is and what your portfolio looks like. If you want to be active, you actually want to do it like as a living, like as a like a job. Mm and be a part of a team it's more active as like a general partner so there's different roles there's investor relations there's acquisitions and there's you know um, broker relations and asset management side which um, usually anything over a hundred doors you would rely on like a a third party Mm. so you don't want to do that yourself because that's like like a lot to manage right um if you want to be active like I mean, less active, which is where I'm at, is like, I just want to be passive in most deals. I just find really good operators and then just kind of put my money to work.
2: Okay, cool. So when you say for people to to kind of take care of stuff, like property managers, Mm -hmm. when you have that many, is that what Mm -hmm. you try to do? Mm -hmm. So
0: how long have you been doing this?
2: Um, Just last year.
0: So it's been about a little over a year and a half, something like that? Mm -hmm. And what were you doing before?
1: Uh, I was in hospitality for 10 years. I did private events and I bartended college. Um, I taught for a year as an undergrad at Cal State Fullerton as well. So I almost went in that direction of life. And then I did a lot of other things like early in my 20s, kind of else like in sales, marketing, just a bunch of different things.
0: So I mean, so what made you decide to get into this?
1: Uh, real estate's always been something that it was like that thing that I was always curious about, but I never had a chance to follow because I was always busy and burnt out with so many other things. And then once I realized like most of my 20s, I kind of spent doing Really like soulless work, and I wasn't really like fulfilled in my life, and I didn't have time for like philanthropic work or just anything that really like you know like suits my soul. Mm-hmm. It's just not anything I wanted to do anymore because I was just out of alignment with myself. So yeah.
0: So when you say philanthropic work, what mm-hmm. uh, philanthropy type mm-hmm. opportunities? Is mm-hmm. that, are you into that now? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Like for example.
1: Uh, for example, we just came back with a group with um, Youth with a Mission. Mm. Uh, homes of hope we just built four homes in Mexico in Tijuana for like Very families in cool. needs yeah so a bunch of investors from all over the states like there's a couple from like different countries as well that we got together and we met up in San Diego like some of us drove from here I flew there's just um we just get to San Diego we spend a night there and then we drive into Tijuana across the border together and then you know we lodge and then we just spend two days just leaving our eagles behind, and, like, some have contractors' background, some are GCs, some don't, but then they have a team that actually teaches you what to do and all that stuff because I don't really have GC, you know, um, what's it called, like, education, mm-hmm. but I still did framing, I did roofing, like, I learned how to do shingles. Like, it's just, like, you kind of just put yourself, you know, like, mm. in service
2: of others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's really nice. That That's I awesome, had an opportunity, but, but it was, like, mm-hmm. I forget, it was going to be, and we were way far away, and people were scared at the time to go. I can't remember. Where? Tell me where. No, was I this really during can't that remember. pandemic? No, it was just before that. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, but I really wanted to do that. I didn't know we had something closer where we could still do that. Yeah. So that's really. I'd love cool. to have you guys come next. Time. How would you? I
0: how would love you, love you want me. to? How could you get involved in something like that if you really wanted to do something? like I mean, that sounds like a great opportunity.
1: Um, step one: yes. reach out to me.
0: I'm oh, already <laughs>
1: so we here.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be doing that. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. I really.
2: And I actually know how to do roofing. Yeah. I used to do that when uh when I was back in California many years ago, mm. I actually assisted in the California Conservation Corps. Mm. So I learned a lot of jobs, roofing being one of them. Mm. So yeah, so I could definitely do that. That's cool. Yeah, That's really like Everything
1: me. is really eye opening. It's not just like
0: Were you scared when you were out there?
1: Um no, I wasn't scared because it, it felt really safe, like the compound that we stayed at. Like I learned okay, like I go camping, right? So I was preparing myself. I'm like, I don't know what kind of situation am I going to be like. I'm because you know Mexico's like caught... got some,
0: they have issues right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm thinking like I'm they... caught
1: on the floor, peeing mm-hmm. and pooping in a bucket.
0: Oh, so i was just like, okay,
2: God. just oh, brace geez. yourself. Just
0: <laughs> I
2: don't know where they're going to take me. They're like, See, we're that, be that was my that was my issue. I was scared because the things that were happening. I just can't remember honestly yeah. where it was, but. That's what scared me. I was in Texas because,
1: like last month too. So when yes. I was telling those investors that I was with, I was like, hey, I'm going to Mexico. They're like, did you not hear Like, what's happening? I'm like, dude, I'm like on the other side. Like yeah, okay. Baja. So, you know, do, do I'm script. going there for tacos. That's what I told them. I was like, but there's tacos. It's fine. Like it's going to be great. And tequila. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah,
0: crazy. but no, there, there, there. Yeah, you do have to be careful. It doesn't yeah. matter where you go now in Mexico. But, mm. um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds really cool. Yeah. How did you feel after you, after you did that, was that was that the first time you did something like that?
1: It was the first time because I actually have a lot more time now where I control what I do with my life, and I was sharing this with um he was on my podcast, like one of my first episodes that I now call like divine intervention because at that time I was sharing with him. I'm like, hey, like I'm lacking like purpose, like I'm not really feeling like I'm mission driven in like my business and my life, and like I just I'm just missing like there's this void inside me, you know, and he's like, what are you looking to do?" and so for many years i'm like i don't know like i want to help people i just don't know how right
0: that's really awesome
1: and uh he was just like hey like there's this trip or whatever there's a missions trip Mm -hmm. and i'm not really like heavily religious and this is like a christian's group that's what i'm saying like everyone puts their ego aside it doesn't really matter what background you come from my biggest takeaway is that like what i was sharing with them is that i now have like so much memories that money can't buy right because Mm -hmm. to us a couple hundred dollars is nothing right? So we have been raising money and stuff like that too. There's people that are scared to go, they'll donate to us. And then there's people that have time Mm -hmm. and have, you know, like the, what is it called? Like, I call it just like, uh, what's that thing? Being intentional with how they want to spend their time because that 48 hours really taught me like how abundant we are here. It's Mm -hmm. not because they have less, but it's because we have so much more that, more than we realize, you know, even just like watching the families and like, hugging the mom like she's a single mom the family that we raised for and she has two sons and we're building her this this home that honestly like it's smaller than like our one bedroom here like it's a 16 by 20 Mm -hmm. you know from but to them them, that's 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 a that's a
0: castle to them yes
1: exactly so really opened my mind in terms of like i was raised by a single mom also in a third world country right like and i got opportunity to come here and you know make my life better and now i'm at just at a season in life to where like i'm capable of giving back not just in monetary donations but in terms of my time and like getting people together that are also you know on a mission to like help you know just provide for others through acts of service so have they Mm -hmm. are you
0: going back to is this like a a take place over time where it's going to take some time to get the her house in order or, or are you going back to?
1: No, we're done. I can show you after <laughs> oh, this <cool>. from <clears throat> ground up. There's a foundation slab oh, and literally awesome. in less than 48 hours. Um, our first build day, we worked a full day. That's so like they're already living in it. They're already living that in is it. Awesome. We sub- we take them to Costco with the donations that Whoa, we see. That's nice. That so cool. Like they will raise individually really cool. from our group. Like we'll mm-hmm. donate extra mm-hmm. money. We'll take them to Costco, fill up their house. We surprise them with furnitures. So we'll take them shopping for their foods. Right. And then oh, in the meantime, we the don't tell them that that we were building the beds and like the, the stove and all of that stuff. So coming home, like everyone's crying. I was ugly crying like <sighs> all weekend. I cried in front of like all these strangers is because like you're just so like overwhelmed. Like it's just joy and love. Mm-hmm. And there's what just did, so much. What you did yeah. for that family
2: is amazing. During yeah. that time, <laughs> I would think while you're there, like you mentioned how you say how it's abundance for us here. Mm-hmm. I would say that it reminds us too that we don't need so much mm-hmm. and you're okay to live with just the basics. Mm-hmm. Like, you're okay with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. but I think people always think they gotta have more mm-hmm. because that's what society's kind of like pushed on us, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Or you yeah. have to have the latest this or that. But really, mm-hmm. I think that's what's great we can just, you know, so just have chasing. the basics and go do these kind of things, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. go venture, go, you know what I mean, explore. Yeah, you know, but that's really, oh my God, that's really cool. But yeah, definitely, yeah. we would love to see the pictures. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, how big is the family? Does she yeah. have? I mean, is this family? Do they have kids and?
1: Um, so she's a single mom. Her oldest son is twenty-three, and then mm. the second one is like eleven. Wow, that's and awesome. And on the second day, when they went shopping, like their extended family would come by, the f- uh, the cousins and like. uncle and stuff and they'll cook us meals like every single day and it's something like really simple every day and it's just like that's all they have to give us right and then they got together and like during this key ceremony we'll like share a word of wisdom with them and everyone's just bawling their eyes out because it's just there's just so much like gratitude right because you don't really realize like that feeling of home for us it's Mm -hmm. it's always chasing something validation you know so you're you're looking to do more I'm looking to do more. Our next trip is actually October 26th to the 29th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: would, if, yeah. if it's something where yeah. more people can come, let mm-hmm. me know.
0: Yes, of course. Absolutely. I, definitely. How, and how do, you, how do you find these people that, that are in need?
2: Um, how do I find them?
1: Uh, so Rob Russell, he's actually the author of Addicted to Life. Mm-hmm. This is his first trip that he uh, put together with the team, and in, they collaborated with... Um, Youth with the mission. Oh wow! Just like a missionary, because all of the people there are missionaries too, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they do. And so they
0: just gave you mm-hmm. a family, and you mm-hmm. took it from there.
1: Yeah. So I wow. guess what I'm hearing, I don't want to nice. like get it right or whatever, but I think it's they apply, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Watching some of the videos, at how I interpreted the process is just like there's families, and they'll they'll um, write them a letter, or they they apply, and then they have to wait for months and months to see oh, if they get gotcha. accepted. Yeah, so our all four teams, like, we went to different parts, too. So we happened to get the one that was closest to Compound that was kind of, like, not too much into, you know, the muddy areas, but I heard from the other teams that they went, like, an hour away, like, into the mountains, into the mud, because it just rains. So you never really know which family you're going to get. you just mm. kind of, like, selected randomly.
2: So you had multiple houses being built? Yeah, we built time?
1: four of them, <gasps> 60 of
2: us. Oh, wow. Oh, see, I yeah. thought so at first team right, was like I thought it was just a group, just with, that you were in a group, and you yeah. guys just all... Did it within today, so there was other so we did really four homes, cool. four different groups like 15 mm-hmm. of us yeah. each group. Yeah, oh, that's wow. very cool. Yeah, wow, that is really nice. So, do you get yeah. to meet at the end all the families? Like, does everybody Mm-mm, we know, just, just kind of so stay close to does our does family? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then we come wow. together and we just kind of share
1: our experiences because each person, like, yeah. they get like a different family, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's Aww. why I was like coming home I was like coming off of this like high that's right beautiful. Yeah, and that's beautiful yeah that's really nice that is really cool I really yeah. like that I would love to have like everyone come just to experience it like, I, I, I'm i telling you now mm-hmm. yes
2: I would love to like do I didn't that. think I was
1: that handy like I do stuff around the house Yeah. but when I got there I was on the roof I'm like damn like I'm I'm getting like I'm earning my man badge you know I'm getting like hair on my chest <laughs> I'm like sunburned because I'm like hammering all day and like that's- I couldn't put my arms for two
2: days you know and I'm just carrying like pilot. it's just like it's it's such a good feeling. Like, yeah, I can't describe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know you're there to help somebody else. So mm. I think yeah, you're just ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and I think what
0: happens is when you do that and you start helping other people out, uh, other doors start opening up into your life. Has have you seen that happen to you or?
1: I have. I think the minute. Yeah. I oh. was sharing with Rob like what I was kind of missing in my life. More opportunities came to me in terms of like actual friendship is because the conversations I was having there, mm-hmm. honestly, was more authentic than yeah. like any of the friendships I've had in the last like decade of my life. Right? It's because of those. Um, I would say they're more superficial. Like mm. the the field that I come from is hospitality. It's a lot of you know fakeness, love fake love. nice, love fake nice. I guess
0: <laughs> that's yeah, what
1: yeah. you call it. I know right.
0: exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So we yeah. we kind of
0: get stuck in that mode.
1: We do get stuck in that, and it's always like the PR, like saying the right things or whatever, Mm. but everyone there is, no one really cares about what you do or you know what your net worth is right. or whatever. They're there. We're there to like connect, like really connect, and like be vulnerable and just share like our emotional journey because we're there to spiritually evolve <laughs> together while helping others. And we're not there to like, hey, my business at this. You know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't no, talk it's, like it's a, some Because business, it isn't about you. It's about them. It's, it's what not you're about doing us. Right? Yeah. Which is a
2: beautiful thing, and that's what that's mm-hmm. good. God, I really like. That. I,
0: I really, I think that. <clears> I don't know what you guys think, but I've noticed that after the pandemic that America has kind of like just got this different attitude about how to go forward with the rest of their lives. I mean, I mean, there's...
2: I think you have scared, you still have people that were so scared. You have people that actually lost loved ones that were close to them. So that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. messed up some people. Yes. Because it just felt so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people that unfortunately got really lazy. And then you have people that really thought outside the box mm-hmm. and are just killing it when it comes to, like, being an owner now, <clears throat> whether it's a small business, whatever, like, they're mm-hmm. just, they're doing it. So I think you've a lot of everything.
0: Yeah. It, you just see a lot. What I meant to say is is that it's just, I just feel like there's just mm-hmm. so much more uh, things, opportunities that are going on after the pandemic. It's like this, this <clears> array of just all sorts of stuff that, that, that you can get involved with, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. things like this, where it's more Uh, a real thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, maybe... (laughs) I
2: think it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I I do get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There's just been a lot of Like, there's a lot of change. It wasn't your typical, like, everybody just was going to their nine-to-five. Like, we, you Mm -hmm. know, you do investing, I do real estate. Like, we do, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you see a lot of certain things, but you were used to people that had the nine-to-five. Now, you have a lot of people that still don't even want to go back to a nine-to-five. You got uh, more of them going on because mm-hmm. you have people that actually started up their own mm-hmm. businesses and mm-hmm. stuff, I mean so many online businesses just look online mm-hmm. like you just have a lot I of think the four day stuff. week
0: is i'm i'm they're beginning to realize that the four day week mm-hmm. is more effective, and they're going to try to do they they're already doing that in schools actually they're getting they're rid of the five day mm-hmm. because of all the you know pressure that kids have to deal with mm-hmm. as well as teachers, and so they're they're gonna do they're doing this four day work week. You know, where teachers go to school for four days and then the students go to... School for four I actually days.
2: don't think that's good. And really,
0: it's actually it, they found out that the studies oh, that it's actually going to benefit the, the students better. Yeah, and they're going to be like
2: some kids need more help. But yeah, why I'm saying well,
0: that, that's why. I mean, mm-hmm. did you hear the the statistics for school?
2: Yeah, remember. I mean, remember we, just, we sat that's why, there. And that's why I'm thinking they should have more days because I'm thinking of what we just heard. We just heard it's that. So I mean, odd. the
0: Vegas statistics that's for so kids sad. is just absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, once what is it? One out of five. 23-year-olds,
1: mm.
0: uh, no math, and the other four it's out of five students, yeah, they were four of them math. don't know mathematics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Only I, one does. Yeah.
2: yeah so. There's a business, remember, there's a business here, a business lady who she can't, she typically hires high school kids right when they're coming out. Mm. And she can start them at 50 to 60 grand a year coming out of college. So no other degree, just a diploma. She can't even do that anymore. Because they're they're graduating, but it's
0: yeah. So so, so there's so, yeah. yeah. I was I just heard this yeah. uh, on the Today exactly. Show earlier t- this week that they're gonna that they're experimenting with the four and they, there's already schools That's that are out be, there. That's what I mean. It works great. I and just, they're finding you know, I out that kids are improving in their scores. They're showing up to class. The teachers are less stressed out. I mean it's mm. and so they're actually thinking that this is going to be the pattern for the future. You know.
1: Yeah, I can't speak on. The teacher's behalf. Um, but I, I know that like burnout culture is real because I was like a living embodiment of that because I was taking six classes. What and is burnout I mean, culture to you? Burnout culture is always feeling like there's an urgency to do things that's outside of your needs to meet other people's expectations. Mm. Because if you're burnt out, you're not really giving at your fullest extent of who you are. You're, you're running on like the last 10% of your energy, but you're still feeling like you need to do something for others. Not out of like, um I, I would call it altruism not because you want to but it's because you feel the need to not let people down or you know because you feel like if you don't do it they're gonna get mad at you hmm. and it's such like a I feel that's like common unfortunately it's More common that, right yeah. yeah and they don't want to be deemed as like lazy or you know whatever and that culture is like when i was teaching and they're they're 18 year olds too when i was teaching as an undergrad and i see how little um, teachers were appreciated and when I got my first hand in that, it's because I'm like, oh, I can't be a teacher, right? And I was on this, um, this program to where I was teaching communications to 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Second semester, it was Zoom University. So I was struggling as, as a student, on my last semester, teaching students who were it was their first semester going into college, mm-hmm. so that dynamic between both of our energies is more about like understanding where their lack is because I think that was the biggest problem is because it's their first semester in college and they're already like COVID hit and like everything is, you know, like like a shit show and like no <laughs> one knows what we're doing and we're we're hanging right. out on Zoom and. But the, the least I can do for them is like just make it light, right? Because I'm like, dude, I, I know none of you have pants on. Please don't stand up. Like, well, like, we'll joke about it. But like, I didn't have pants on. I'll sit down.
0: Oh, gosh. I actually, you know, that happened to me once. That's a different,
2: that's a different program. <laughs> no,
0: Has that ever happened to you guys, by the way?
2: Actually, yeah, I, I was doing CE classes. <laughs> oh, and please. no, I was holding my daughter's little puppy. Mm-hmm. The puppies get a little, because it kept wanting to be with me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's okay. But then the puppy put its paw in my tank top, and then it kept tugging at it. So I had to kind of slide out of view. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but I had pants on. <laughs> I can't say the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: and actually, somebody tried to contact me through Facebook <laughs> to try to get to know me after that little. <laughs>
0: oh, that's, yeah, that's you
2: a true pal. I'm like, Whoa, what? <laughs> I can't. Go ahead, Ralph. It's <laughs> like you have a story. No.
1: No, I, no. Yeah.
0: It's
2: a, um,
1: what's the most embarrassing thing you did on Zoom?
0: That, um, that has. Well, I was actually sitting in a meeting with all my coworkers, and um, what was it that happened? I had my camera on when I shouldn't have had it on. Oh.
2: <laughs> enough said so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god but yeah that was a while ago
2: that's <laughs> one you still that's... see those people
0: no I actually don't I actually got laid off from that company oh, oh. I was with them for 20 years mm-hmm. I was a writer for for them for 20 years and then yeah. uh, they went through a layoff mm-hmm. and uh, it's been different ever since I, I mean here I am doing this yeah um, and, uh, you know, it's... So, see, yeah. would you think you'd be doing something like this had it not been for that? Because sometimes
2: things that seem like, oh, my God, I can't believe it happened are actually mm-hmm. just a way of stepping away from something and something great coming along and more doors opening. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: uh, that's 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 what's happening is, mm-hmm. you know, there's other doors, other opportunities are popping up,
2: mm-hmm. you know. Cool. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm going back to school, you know. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a mm-hmm. graphics degree. Nice. Um, cool. So, yeah, there's... When one door closes, you got to get to finding another door (laughs) Mm.
1: I think um, one of my favorite quote is like um, when I was like when I first moved here I'm a California transplant too and I was trying to get a job or whatever out here Mm. and I've never had a job I've never had a W2 and I came out here I got that desperate it was during COVID I'm like I'm gonna get a job like yeah (laughs) like let's go get me one of these jobs and I started applying I'm like what the fuck like I'm overqualified for half the shit right? and someone was telling me like i was like hitting rock bottom like emotionally financially like spiritually i was just broken right because i'm like i know i'm meant to do something much more than like getting a bartending job at like mm-hmm. a hotel which is strictly like rule pain, right mm-hmm. like they're gonna tell you what to do all day and they're like so rejection is divine redirection like this is not the alignment of your life like you are not who you're supposed to be in this moment and there's like reasons why you're anxious there's reasons why mm-hmm. you're like depressed. And I couldn't figure out, like, what those callings was for. It's because I was supposed to sit there and, like, figure out what I've been doing in the last five to ten years that kind of led me to that rock bottom. It's because I was doing things that's, like, not even for me. Like, I went back to college at 26. It wasn't for me. It was actually for my parents. Mm -hmm. Because I dropped out at 18. I didn't tell them. I did the whole, like, Mm -hmm. nursing thing. And I dropped out. And then, like, I was 23. They're like, hey, like, when's your graduation? I'm like, like, (laughs) What? (laughs) They're like, for your nursing program, oh. like, this is when you're supposed right, to graduate. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, so I dropped out, like, <laughs> this, like second day of the second semester. And, like, I knew that wasn't for me, right? I was going through some other issues yeah. at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, so that's why when you're kind of bringing cool. up, like, how COVID kind of brought out either, like, the scarcity in people or now um, I feel like the opportunities really opened up is that people live with actual urgency now mm-hmm. yeah, for their funny. life. Not exactly. not for other people, but it's because they realize. They're like, shit, like, life is short. Like how? Yeah, you see people yes. going out yes. and
0: uh, traveling and doing things, hiking mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. that people have never done before. You're seeing them mm-hmm. doing it in droves, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yes. that's what I was referring to is, uh, yeah. you know.
2: That's a positive part of it that I've mm-hmm. seen. Yes. It's just that and it's just been really cool because it's like people that I even knew, I'm like, Wait, you're doing what now? I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god! What made you think of that? But it's because stuff got rough. Mm-hmm. And they started thinking differently. I mean, I've yeah. even noticed I think a lot different, you know? Yeah. But it's crazy what it what it does to you.
1: And speak on on that layoffs. I knew a lot of people that got laid off through COVID too, and it kind of taught them. When they were talking to me they were like hey like how has the job instability like as an entrepreneur like you deal with that it's financial instability right it's because you're never really relying on like one source of income or that that source is actually coming it's because you you have to go out and make it yourself or build something Mm -hmm. that creates that source of income and for them i think that's a lot of when my friends realize like nothing like safety is an illusion right so you're not really secure or safe in that job that they're promising you like all yeah. of these false sense of security. And it's, it's not really secured. It's like anyone's replaceable at any time. Mm-hmm. And you're just a number on a spreadsheet or whatever it is, you know, hitting mm-hmm. their performance or whatever. That's a real estate term. But you know, I don't know how how HR department works. But, you know what I'm saying? So I think once the, the human. Um, Humans like behind of all the the workforce realize like wow like I can actually do much better and make income for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that was the beginning of a different movement that we kind of see now, right? Mm-hmm. So that like I'm gonna work for myself at least, or I'm gonna get with a team to like do something that's better than what I can do and just kind of yeah. sit and go to a job and you know the W2. Yeah,
2: because in the beginning, now that I've been doing it, but since I haven't had to work for somebody like technically for somebody mm-hmm. for 11 years, I love it. Because you have more freedom. But what people don't realize right when you get in, it's a lot, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wait, it's way more than 40 hours a week. Like, I still work way more than that. Mm -hmm. But I love what I'm doing. Yeah, That's the difference, you know. And I don't have somebody hounding me Mm -hmm. or in any way. And actually, I was pretty Um, lucky with bosses. But still, you just don't have that where you got to, you know what I mean, be there from this time to this time. And if you didn't feel good, you're stuck anywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. And you're helping people. Yeah. Because the real estate, That's I love that we get to do that networking. Yeah, you go to networking. Just you meet so many people. So there's just so much going on and so many opportunities just when you're doing those. Yeah. Things, well, one of the really things,
0: nice. one of the cool things that I like about this show and about the problem solver, Mr. Dave, <laughs> Cole Heimer.
2: don't Cole Heimer. that's it? He's, got, he's, sitting, he's doing like, is what? That, he's got
0: some. He's got some great ideas. And and, and since I've met Dave, um, You I know, he, cool. he he he's got a great heart and. One of the things that he passed over to me was, was, you know, I went to go check out the immigration place, you know, where they have all the, you know, everybody going to try to get their citizenship, you know, and, and he meant, I so I saw these people in line, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can bring them some coffee one day, you know, bring them some donuts and yeah. make them feel, you know, like mm-hmm. they're welcome here, you know, um, and hopefully that'll, that'll happen, you know, one day we'll go over there and... Give them all some coffee or something, and 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 make them feel. Because when you see these folks out there in the cold, waiting to get in, it's like, you know, they got nothing to look forward to except to go yeah. in, and and so, you know, why not make them feel good and make them feel like they're loved, and um, you know, say a little something about the the problem solver, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I but but yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to doing something like that because I want I want to be able to to make f- people feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just like we're wired for generosity. We want to give, and we're like social creatures. Like we want to connect to people, but we're just so conditioned. I think
0: to, it, I think it's to not more. look people
1: in the eye and like to be greedy to want more for ourselves.
2: I think it exactly. scary. people. I look at people in the eye and I think they yeah, people freak out. <laughs> They're like, why should you keep looking? No, because I'm talking to you. <laughs> but, but that's just me. What about you, Ralph? Do you look at people? Say, no. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> but, yeah, sorry.
1: That, that's a really nice thing. Like, I, um, I grew up, like, I didn't get my citizenship till I was, like, 23, too. So I wish when I was in line, someone brought me something. Because yeah. I yeah. felt really disconnected, like, just standing in line. I'm like, damn, I'm, like, illegal I shit. Like, I've been here for a long time.
0: <laughs> well, and when you see, exactly, when you see these people in line... And you're looking at them, and all they're thinking is, is you know, what's going to happen when you go inside the office and all that. So they're not yeah. thinking anything else. It's
2: Probably nerve-wracking.
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, one of Dave's ideas was to go and, and swing by there and bring him some coffee. So hopefully that will happen sometime well, soon.
2: Well, we should do uh, We'll do that sooner than later. <laughs> no, we should. I, It'll I, be good. I
0: would love to see we the look totally on their faces when they get it. A...
2: I think they'll be shocked. <laughs> they'll think. They'll probably think they have to pay. Yeah. Like that's, a, you, know, that's that you know that's the same thing. thing at the really, border too. Think they have
1: to pay at the or what? something at the border, like <laughs> oh, driving into went, Tijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, how I didn't know that because I haven't crossed the border in a very long time. Yeah, and they're just selling stuff or whatever, and we're in the caravan, <laughs> like like all fake? the vans. What do you mean <laughs> selling
0: stuff? You mean like little... <laughs> they're selling
1: like coffees and like low breakfast? Oh, families. okay, gotcha. And you know, yeah. on the on the side, like uh-huh. they're selling just like knickknacks and stuff, right? Right, but. The thing is, I love people, like, I wave and stuff, and they're like, stop making eye contact. they think you want to buy from them, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, oh, yeah, that's Because I'm just sitting out the window. I'm bored. It's like 530 that's in the true. morning. We're waiting in that long line, and it's like 6 a.m., and I'm just like, hi, like,
2: have a nice day, you know? And they're like, oh, that's true, like, that's stop true. making like, eye contact. No, no. I forgot about that. That's how it is. in an <laughs> At <laughs> yeah, the same I, time,
0: I <laughs> you have to be careful, because you can't, you can't just trust everybody, you know? Uh, you guys heard what happened. Today, right? This morning? Mm-hmm. No. Was it this <laughs> morning? Well, no, I have no... Do you name. guys listen to the I, news at all? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't. It's too much negativity. I well, like to stay positive, do my thing. The, not naive, but I just... I'd rather the, not start... The, the owner of
0: that. Cash App, mm-hmm. Bob Lee...
2: Oh, uh, I saw The founder that.
0: of Cash App...
2: My ...was, sent that.
0: was stabbed to, uh, in San Francisco. Just, oh, wow. Just my friend Yeah,
2: did a thing. Actually, I saw that. And
0: oh. I mean... And I'm, I'm not bringing this up to, you know, to bring it downer, but I mean there's a lot going on there's there's what we just talked about mm. along with the crime rate has gone up insanely i mean people are it's just as crazy you know what i'm saying yeah so what do you do with a situation like that where you're trying to bring in holistic peace and then you're dealing with all of this society crap that's that that's in the way you know what i mean i don't know somehow it's, luckily
2: i balance myself i don't know i don't do you know what i mean i pay attention to what's going on but um I feel bad. I think it's more mental health, though, though, for people, and that's a big problem out here, but, I mean, everywhere. But yeah, What, I just what are your thoughts on that? Uh,
1: I think violence kind of stems from, like, lack of inner peace, because most people that kind of starts war, like, outward are actually at war with themselves just because they're not really doing the work to, like, work on their issues and, like, killing themselves and, you know, all the traumatic stuff that we all go through at one point or another. Maybe it's like little, maybe it's big, you know, and like not everyone kinda goes through the same kind of stressors as mm. like childhood um, traumas and stuff. But I think a lot of those people just kinda lack acceptance from society too. That's why they lash out in a certain way, is because there's so much little like compassion and kindness that we share to each other. <laughs> 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 That's in a that blueberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could have just told me that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, um, so I think just the root of that is just understanding like just the humanity behind why people are angry, right? Is because if you yeah. look at any particular parts of the world, um, just like the family that we were helping, like they have very little, but they're just so happy with like the four walls and a roof. Mm-hmm. And here, just like I was comparing it, it's like the size of my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of judgment. There. It's because I yeah. feel it's
2: just a lot of judgment on people. And it's just and- how.
1: Like, not to bring, like, political issues into it because different states has their own focus on what they want to work on, right? And I feel like California, it's it's getting a little, little funky with, like, the way that they're they're causing more disparity in terms of, like, the housing. And, mm-hmm. like, just there's just so much more issues involved that if we don't get involved, that's why it, it takes did more you than get the a, government. Did
0: you get a chance to go when you went to Ensenada, Tijuana, you said, right? You Tijuana. had to go in through San Diego? Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Did you get a chance to see the homeless situation in San Diego?
1: So I drove from Long Beach straight into the hotel area, which is right by the sports arena, Mm -hmm. and then we left from there. But I did see. I didn't drive into downtown San Diego because we weren't there for for a play. They just—they were
0: just showing that um, Mm -hmm. last week, uh, San Diego, Mm -hmm. and it's—it's unbelievable. I mean, places where you know it was. I think it's near the the Spanish district the, the where they have like all the restaurants and stuff. And you'll see like lines of tents lined up on the side of the road. It's like, mm. so it's, it's like, small. Oh my gosh. So it's turning
1: into like a skid row in LA.
0: It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's happening. It's happening here in it's, Vegas. It's I mean, happening
1: here. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You know, yeah, so but, that's uh, one
1: of the issues that I think it's important for us as real estate investors to I get involved into.
0: We could do something for that's, those people. Yeah,
1: know? it's not because like they're bad. It's not everyone are drug addicts or whatever. It's like the misconception of homelessness is is because it's a real problem. It's, as a real estate investors, you have to look at it from the problem like from the top too. It's like some of us do invest in real estate, but what problems are you trying to solve? And I think when I mentioned like affordable housing is because people cannot afford to live here anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why they're moving out. Like I moved out of California. It's because I felt like my opportunities were stunted. Like my growth was stunted mm-hmm. in like that bubble that I was in. Mm-hmm. So once I finished college, I'm like, and it was mm-hmm. COVID. I'm like, I don't want to pursue this anymore because I don't want to stagnate myself because I know I can do better somewhere else. That's awesome. Because I just needed like a change. That's just, really amazing that you were you able know. to
0: catch that. And, and, and Yeah and use that to your advantage Mm -hmm.
1: so for me moving here you know it was it was life-changing not because i did anything right away it did take me a couple years to kind of figure out like my footing here like what do i want to do like what kind of impact do i want to create here what kind of problems are here that i can solve right because as entrepreneurs it's not you're not really after the money it's because a lot of my friends like we actually want to solve issues like so with the homeless issues like we want to keep money investors money also in vegas and develop like the North Las Vegas, getting more opportunity zone, building more mixed commercial Mm -hmm. to where people can live and work in the same building. Um, maybe get together with more philanthropy, you know, people with actual bigger money or foreign money to like build more. Um, I would say like sustainable housing Mm -hmm. for the homeless just to put them somewhere. Sober living, assisted living. I think they actually
0: opened up some, some of that today. There was some, uh, exactly what we we're just talking about there and mm-hmm. there, for some of the homeless folks in downtown, they actually built the first uh, homeless tenant building that's going to help some of these uh, homeless folks out. Mm-hmm.
2: That's awesome. That's something I've always thought about, even since I was younger. Mm-hmm. Just from things I've seen growing up, mm-hmm. that'd be something. Or for like abused, you know what I mean? A mixture of just people that have gone through stuff, people that are homeless. And then again, like you guys were saying, or like mm-hmm. you said, not always drug addicts and stuff and it's because they just can't afford but mm-hmm. i think too though like i said before it was the whole mental health mm-hmm. Mental. Mm-hmm. that's just so yeah. bad so you know people, people think they're on drugs but it's like it's not that it's mm-hmm. this but yeah there's oh, like yeah. you
0: see a lot of these folks that are dealing with mental issues exactly i mean they're on the streets and you yep. see them and it's like you're like how does that happen you, you you look at yourself you look at your life you look at your struggles, but and then you look at them and you you wonder how did how did they get from where we're at to where they're at? What is it that that went? Where did they go wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, I think everyone has a has a story too. Just because like I stopped drinking and like a lot of my episodes, I'm gonna bring on guests that talks about like different aspects of addictions too. Is addiction is because you're using it to numb, right? You're mm-hmm. using whatever Mm -hmm. drug of choice or whatever your vice may be like gambling or whatever is to as a coping mechanism is because of whatever you were doing before. It's like your lack of fulfillment, like they're filling a void for something. That's the root of addiction. So I think there's a lot of bigger issues here that's outside of like money. right? Right. And I don't know if there's a way to like say that we can do more outreach. Because there's a lot of people, I think, from United Way that there's a lot of other programs that I've talked to and want to work with is for um, human trafficking. There's a lot of, you know, like younger girls that like needs guidance. And there's a lot of like young men that commit suicide is because there's a lack of emotional vulnerability in our society for little boys to even share feelings is because you're kind of taught. And you're kind of brought up into this world to, like, be manly and be all of these things. That's why they started mainstreaming toxic masculinity, but it's not really. It's because I feel like everyone's wearing a mask, you know. It's just how we're we're wired to, like, survive. That's just yeah. all we've known. That's right. You know, like, who we are behind, like, the human mask that you wear into the world, how you, you know, make your livings or whatever is different than a person that, like, struggles and everyone has their suffering. So I think a lot of these homelessness um, issues that we face is it's like a humanity issue too. Mm-hmm. It's because we say we want to help them, but if you pass by people on the streets that are homeless, like the the first thing you would think it's like, oh, you have to be careful because they might stab you. It's because of what's put out into the news or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're forgetting that like they're also a human in need. They're probably mm-hmm. just hungry. It's real
0: hard, you know. I mean, there's times when I look at, at and I'm in the, I'm sitting there in the in the corner and. and You know, I'll get that little voice that says, you know, help him out. And then sometimes I'll look and I'll get that voice that says, ah, something's not right. Yeah, the last time I just did that, I I went,
2: I was like, you know what, let me go back in to the store I was at real quick. Because I had to get gas and then I went to get something. And I saw somebody outside and I was like, you know what, he didn't even, he didn't ask for anything. Because he didn't say nothing, but you knew he needed help. So I went to my car, came back out, and he already had went in the store, so I went in. I gave him money, so the only thing that got me was like, oh, man, he's buying a beer. <laughs> but I was really giving him money. But to be honest, I, I, I kind of was like, what did I just do? But at the same time, maybe that was his thing for the day that's going to make him happy. I know it sounds crazy, but, yeah, you know. But You're like, um, did I enable his addiction Yeah, Yeah, so you start, that's kind of what happened. I'm like, oh, but then mm-hmm. I went, you know what? At least he, like, you know, he's still dealing with what he's dealing with, but at least maybe that did something for him good for that day. But I was taught a while back to um from church that it's good to just buy gift cards. Like mainly McDonald's because they're everywhere. Mm. Buy gift cards, have them with you. So instead of giving them money, you give them that and at least you know you gave them something and they can go get something to eat. I just offer you know? them food. I'm like, hey, "I'm going
1: to go like there's a Wendy's right there. Yeah. You want me to
2: grab anything for you?" Yeah. But normally it's cuz I'm just driving everywhere, you know what I mean? You yeah. see them along mm. by the freeway or something so I'm like A lot of these I try to a just lot of just these folks
0: them. don't want your food they don't want they just want money. They don't want food. But yeah. but I mean, but I would rather feed them than I, the I money use especially. you, you got to use good judgment. Oh, yeah. You got to use your gut instincts and and that's what I do. Is if if I see that they and I feel like they really need help, I'm definitely going to help them. Otherwise, you know.
1: I definitely see a, a perspective in that as uh, money is actual freedom is because money ultimately gives them choice to buy whatever they want because I feel like it's such a shame to like feel like you're taking handouts from like a stranger too. Mm-hmm. again, it comes down to like a human connection thing. It's as much as we want to give their ability to receive might not be there. So in terms of like when you look at someone in the eye and you're like, Hey, how can I help you? But like, if they're not in a place of receiving, they're going to be like, Oh, you're looking down on me is because you want to feel good because you're better than me. Mm-hmm. And it always comes down to that, like that ego thing where mm-hmm. that everyone has it. Right. Mm-hmm. Matter. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a millionaire, or if you're homeless. Like I, I think everyone still faces those same demons of like not being good enough, not feeling worthy, not feeling validated. In terms of if they're on the street asking for handouts, is because they have no other choice. Or if someone just randomly walks up to them, and like offer you food, it's I think it's the same thing. It's just I think money just gives you more power to feel like okay, like I can take mm-hmm. this five dollars and like choose what to do with it. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I can see that definitely. Another thing I've done is um. Like, you know, instead of donating jackets, I just keep them in my car when it's cold. If I see somebody, I just go give them a jacket. That's cool. You know what I mean? It's a good idea. Way, it's just something just to help them out. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's I cool. cycle all my clothes. I bring them to, like, the women's shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't bring it to Goodwill or, right, or I Salvation the, right. Army. So it's, it can help because you don't want them to pay.
2: Because then that's the thing yeah. is, like, I'm donating clothes to try to, I'm hoping to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you guys are putting it on a hanger, on a rack, and then you're yeah. going to sell it for God knows what. But maybe that person that really needed it, they can't afford it. So it just makes no yeah. sense to me. It's still so I think, ran yeah, by yeah, that's white the white to do it. you know? I think that's definitely the right way to do it. <laughs>
1: like they're making more money off of other people's misery and offering people like a feel good way to solve their problem of like humanity when you can actually just go out and do it yourself and find yeah. like, more mission-based businesses or nonprofits that aligns with the values of the problems you're trying to solve, mm. and not just give money to like branded places that makes you feel good in the meantime. It's just it's a quick solve, but it's yeah. not really a solve to anything. Right. It's because they don't even keep half the stuff; they resell it to like textile companies, anyways, um, across you know like the China or whatever.
0: So, so. W- what are you? What are your uh, plans are, for the future? Are you? Uh, do you like Las Vegas? Is this your place for? stay for a while or do you have other plans or?
1: I think so. Um, besides our education system, which I hear it's pretty bad. If I plan on having children, like it's probably yeah. not the best, Yeah. but um, I think homeschooling is also an option too. It's just because institutional learning isn't for everyone too. Cause you know, like I was a kid that wasn't really doing good in school. And I was like, go- like at all different seasons of my life, like I've been the golden child that was getting A's and then I've, I've been like a dropout and I've been everything in between from like, middle school to high school. Like I barely made it out of high school, you know, I started smoking weed really young. Mm-hmm. So there's just like different uh, momentums like for kids that, you know, depending on where we're at, I think I'm going to stay here for the long run because I think that we're we're barely getting started with our real estate market mm-hmm. out here, um, regardless of what, you know. I think we're always going to be, says. I know everybody
2: says all this stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I think it's what we do. There's a individual lot of opportunities right? you know here. What I, mean? I think it's yeah. the individual too, honestly. Because when people say, oh, I think it's going to do this, I go, you know, I, you don't know, we don't know, nobody yeah. knows. Just, you know what I mean? It's the work we put in, and yeah. we're always going to find somebody. Because even if people say, oh, it's bad, or it's, it's a buyer's, or whatever, it's are you even in the position to do anything? Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's just where you, so you can do something. Buy what you, you know? can
1: afford, live where right? you like. Yeah. And that's like that's... build where you believe that there's opportunities, and for me, yeah. it's here. Exactly. So what I did is, exactly.
0: I actually sold my house, Um Right after the pandemic, and then, because I was going through a divorce, and, and so then I sold it, and I decided to buy a trailer, and I love my trailer. <laughs> I've been living right. in my trailer for coming up on two years, and it's, it's a totally way of, totally different way of living.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but I love it.
2: I know a couple people that it. did that. Actually, then one, one couple, they're super cool. They sold their house, sold furniture, did all this stuff, got a really cool one, and they just travel. Mm-hmm. I don't travel. That's what they I, I live. That's what, no, yeah,
0: I, I live in an RV. But I'm par- saying that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no I live in an RV yeah. park, but yeah. yeah. And it's, she
2: cuts people's hair because she was yeah. a stylist. She'll cut people's hair for free and help people. That's so one that's of what my she dreams. Does. That's what that's what she does. Yeah. They travel and that's what they do. And actually, he's an ex NFL football player. But that's that's what they do, and it's it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. really I've
0: really enjoyed it, and um, maybe they'll change in in a few years. But right now, that's that's where I'm at. You
2: know. Yeah, that's actually hitting that? home because mm-hmm. I'm doing what you want. Yeah, I'm like once I hit that.
1: like my financial independence number, like that's what I'm do probably just like rent all of my properties, go on the yeah. road with my dog, my partner, and yeah. one of my goals is like to buy land in Montana just to build like an animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Oh, see that's cool. And just like, I love that. live on a farm, ranch style, just to kind of like grow your own food and just just live. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You know? Sustainability, yeah. and I mean, mm-hmm. so that's one of the things you know that I was mentioning was you know after the pandemic i never went anywhere i mean before the pandemic excuse me, i never went anywhere mm-hmm. i never traveled really much i just pretty much stayed here and and then went through all the divorce and now i i love exploring i love going mm-hmm. out to abandoned ghost towns and checking out all the cool places here in vegas in in nevada really mm-hmm. um and it's exciting i mean stuff that i hadn't been doing Three four years ago, I'm out hiking and yeah. inside uh, mines and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just been great. What has know? that
1: yeah, like cool. epiphany moment been for you? Was it like a light bulb moment? Like I know you said the later it was and like the divorce. It was like, did a that light change bulb. change your life? It
0: did. I I had never. I was with my wife. We we were completely. It just we did. We just never meshed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we never did anything. I, I
2: was, I mean, I was the same way.
0: And but yep. you know, mm-hmm. once once I got myself in my life, I I just all of a sudden I just I wanted to travel. I wanted to go <laughs> check out all these different places, and that's that's what I've done. It's been nonstop. I'm I consider myself an explorer. Uh, and during that phase of going out and checking out places, I found out that I was a pretty good photographer. So. You know, I'm finding so new are doing things. So you OnlyFans new... now
2: for people? Oh, no. What's, that?
0: <laughs> What's that? What's
2: that? Are you doing OnlyFans for people now? Photography? No, no. I'm actually <laughs> trying to get my
0: own, I'm trying to get uh, a business started with my photography, nice. you know, with my pictures and stuff. So <laughs> that's part of the reason I went back to school for graphics animation. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I mean, that's what I meant to say is that, you know, you you do something different and all of a sudden doors start opening up yep. that were never there before you know
1: yeah because yeah. if you stay stuck and stagnant like you create your own complacency yep. and like you keep yourself in that box without yes. ever realizing you have other hobbies or you have other skills but, or you like have you other said, passions you don't realize that's you the don't key realize right.
2: especially when you're when you're with somebody else and if that's just kind of what it's become and then when that happens cuz that's what happened to me stagnant divorced <laughs> and then <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> autopilot you know <laughs> when i got divorced it was just like, first you have like a couple, like some months of just like, oh, you know, and then little by little you're like, all right, you know what, yeah, I'm going to go to that thing. You know, I am going to go check this out. And you kind of, and now, psh, look at everything I've done, what I'm doing, what I plan on doing. I'm like, dang, I've done a lot. And people always ask me, how do you do all these different things? Like, aren't you tired? But you just get into it. You could be tired and you go to like an event you have to go to. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, boom, you're, you're alive again. So it's just, I think you just go and you just you know, just keep going. Do what you love. But I love it. Like yeah. today, doing this, getting to be here with you, listen to everything. <laughs> this is awesome, right? You yeah. know what I mean? So you just end up doing so many different things and you just finally let go of that baggage. Yep. <laughs> it comes like, down to like how important like having a healthy
1: relationship really means too. It's mm-hmm. not just romantically, but like your social circle, your platonic relationships, like it really yes, weighs 100%. on you and like your soul. Like if you're your social circle doesn't want better for you. Like, why are you hanging out with Stick them? to the people that yes. love you. Yeah. And like that's what you. I'm finding out is,
0: yes, you know what? People are going to say things about you. They're going to hate you. They're going to love you. Get rid of the people that don't that don't want you. You know, Get them out of your life. If it's completely. toxic, get away. And, and that's what I'm learning right. to do now. And yep. you can't please everyone. You're going to make mistakes down the road. Um, you just got to move on and, and, and hang out with the people that do support and love yeah. you, you.
2: That's know? why we have the problem solver.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. And they
2: can call yeah. 702-999-1111. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> if you saying. need to call 911, call 911. But if you need to call the problem solver, call 702-999-1111.
2: There you go. So. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's really important on what you're saying, like, not everything you do people are going to like but if you want to be a change maker if you want to be a catalyst like like a catalyst for others like you have to be willing to face that and like do you want to be effective or do you want people to like you right because most people that kind of listen to what we have to say they're they're always going to have mm-hmm. they're entitled to their opinion right mm-hmm. they're always going to have something to say about it, but I think right. at the end of the day, like when you bring up toxic, it's like we're all toxic. Like we all have something that we should constantly be working on, mm-hmm. and whether that is like through addictions or through whatever, you know, like social media mm-hmm. is another toxic component that <clears throat> right. teaches us like how we should behave or whatever. Is because it's not a, the 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 norm. But I feel like at the end of the day, like what you said is like love you for you. Like it starts with like self love. It starts with self compassion. It starts with kindness to yourself forgiving yourself for, like, not knowing better, mm-hmm. and then bringing that energy back out into the world, like, using that darkness to, like, shine light into others.
0: Wow, I love that. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. I really love that.
2: Yeah. That's good. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, I know, I, know, I I've, I've learned so much from you, seriously. Really. Yeah, just am really, to I really, I'm ready to, I'm like, I'm not joking. I know I joke a lot, but <laughs> I'm ready to... I know, we're all serious today, what happened? This is the only time I'll be serious, because the rest (laughs) forget about it, but But no, Um, the building of the houses, I think, I I already know that I know I can get a group of people that would love to do that, Mm -hmm. I already know that just by who I hang around with, you know? Mm So I think probably with Roth, we probably have some people that you know. I no, I didn't. don't. Oh. I I want. i just want.
0: I'm thinking of just me. We'll go make I, some friends. <laughs> I want to go, and and I want to do this. We just talked um, about
2: circle of friends. We're gonna. Yeah. We got you. We're gonna help you out. Come hang you. out with our. We got friends. you. We're gonna. We're gonna help you out. Yeah, <laughs> we can do this. We'll do this. Yes, that's what it's about. Helping one another, solving problems. So we got you. So cool. So, all right, so good, good. <laughs> did, Why are we so serious today? No, I'm just, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to be serious. Um,
2: so, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add? I mean.
0: Well, let's see.
2: Um, come on. Uh, wait, you said actor. So what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> what are we what yeah. doing?
0: Oh, well, ah. let's see. Uh what do you got going on? Right now, I've got a, uh, I'm have got waiting for a couple of movies to come out um, and a couple of commercials that I was in that are going to be on TV here soon. Uh, one of them was an Archwell Healthcare commercial, and the other one was a Nevada Energy commercial. What's so, your uh,
2: character? What you,
0: what you uh, I, the Archwell Healthcare, you're going to love it. It's, <laughs> I've got a whole conversation going on with, with another guy, and it's, it's really good. Right. Um, and then the NV Energy is... Uh, was a lot of fun too. There's uh, Hispanic. It's a it's a based on Hispanic, and uh... so it was it was a lot of fun. Cool, that's cool. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're uh... just plugging away, auditioning, and trying to get in wherever I can, whatever I can do. I got a I got a talent manager, and so.
2: Well, if you need females, do you think we'll, we'll do make a little it as part actresses? Oh yeah, they'll just take cut, <laughs> cut, cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'll see
2: what number we... The minute we walk in, they're going to be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Turn around. Get, get <laughs> they can bring us coffee. <laughs> they can say, oh, shit. They, they can uh, be the coffee girls, right? Back to the crafty.
1: <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. think we can get a day job, Maria. <laughs> no. I think we've been out in the wilderness for too long that they can't handle it. <laughs> There'd be no way they can handle it.
0: I think I you definitely have the look of a, a, a. Have you ever uh, dabbled in it?
2: it... In acting? Act, <laughs> act
0: a fool <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I think um, when I was joking with one of my friends he's like a stand up comedian I'm like hey if I fail as a real estate investor can I just come and like make fun of myself and try to make a living out of it that's what I'm getting <laughs> at right. I'm like anyone's gonna like hire me or whatever they're like oh can you tell jokes I'm like what the fuck like I can tell my entire life like that's a fucking joke you
2: know <laughs> oh no it's funny because I have a lot of comedian friends. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, we laugh because no. it's funny
1: because it's like yeah. self-deprecation and like using pain as a coping mechanism. It's like it's really real. Oh, I love. love- but I it's just that how laughter. people like connect. It's like you laugh, yes. but you know, you're sharing the same pain. Yeah. Okay, and that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? Like people yeah, can make but... fun of you. I'm like, ah, hey, you're laughing at me, but you know it's true because you're yeah.
2: too. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs>
0: So. so, I guess, uh, are we going to wrap this, up here? Or? This
1: this is really fun hijacking today. Do
0: <laughs> you guys have anything else that you want to throw in before we... Well, I'm
2: not sure who watches this. Like, children or... No, children. <laughs> children. Trying to keep it not, Keep it getting on. Don't, don't, don't be dropping your OnlyFans no, and no. your dogs' OnlyPaws and like, you know. Right. Well, no, okay, so I guess what we should say is, um, so if anybody... You mentioned before in the beginning, right? Definitely get educated first. But where would somebody even get educated? Where? What could we just say to somebody if they would like to do what you do in terms of anything Mm. in investing? So, what's just the first couple steps? um,
1: Opportunities actually comes like through networking. Mm. I'm not a sit at home like I've watched enough. Like I'll read for fun. I just most people they're like I'm gonna get buried in books. I'm gonna do all these things. But I think my my advice is like read less and do more. By doing more is like go out and be Mm -hmm. more, like be of service to others, like be memorable, bring value and that that doesn't mean like you have to be like fake about it, right? Like just be authentically yourself and you connect and you'll resonate with who resonate with you. It's because the opportunities when you're truly, your authentic self will gravitate towards you. And so some of the deals, some of the partners that I've come across in the last six months is because I am who I am. Like I'm not gonna put on a suit and go to like, a conference and pretend to be pompous and mm-hmm. all of this pretensions that I'm not like I'm a jeans and t-shirt girl like that's all that's who I am that's who I'm gonna be yeah. I say inappropriate things like I'm unfiltered but at the end of the day it's like you take your business seriously but you should take your life a little easy right
0: I love your shirt mm. <laughs> I know I love your t-shirt
1: yeah, my like, friend yeah. was, like, telling me yesterday, like, you wear affirmations on your shirt. I'm like, uh, I uh, really do. It's just, it's like, really what cool. you believe in and share that to the world. Yeah. If you can make, like, someone smile, do it. If you can do something kind for others, do it. Like, who you are at the end of the day, it's, like, who you are behind closed doors. Like, do what you do regardless of who's looking or who's not looking at you, you exactly. know? Exactly. Integrity is everything. Integrity Definitely. is everything. So yes. that's that's important in in real estate it's because there's it's so vast out there but it is a really small circle especially mm-hmm. if you're going to go into multifamily or real estate it's like everyone's going to know you yes your reputation's important but like if you're one if you're this person to one person and another to the next and that's not really who mm-hmm. you should be right mm-hmm. you should be authentic all the way around mm-hmm. um, I think networking is the most important thing most people say like oh it's it's who you know, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really not. It's who knows you. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone that know of you, like,
2: you should be doing business with or, you know. Exactly, yes. And yeah. then you go to them, you meet new people. Yeah. Some you meet, and you're like, mm, you don't really vibe, whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, but it's no big deal. But yeah. you end up meeting a lot of people and you see how you can help one another.
1: Yeah. Which is and awesome. Like,
2: and that's, I mean, I met you through networking and through exactly. one of our friends, Jasmine. Like and that's our energy, that, yeah. right? And that's the thing, which was awesome. So like, energy, mean, don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, really, like, the don't lie. I feel like that, yeah, that's the kind of stuff people can't fake and people are going to see through it. Yeah. So cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you being here, Tony. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for pleasure all the information. talking with you and, yeah, definitely. Um
0: I think we a pretty good, uh, pretty good session here. All
2: right. I yeah. think so. So, uh, again, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say, what, problem solver, if anybody needs it, who do they call? <laughs> What's the number?
0: Call 702-999-1111. The problem solver. That's Dave Kolkheimer. Cole. Cole, Cole Meyer. Cole Meyer.
2: Well, that's Cole, it. Cole
0: Meyer. That's, that's right. it. You Cole guys are Meyer. fired. He, no,
2: he, he fired.
0: Said, he,
1: fired. Right he's the fired. Fired right there. He's still on his way. You messed me up. Okay, <laughs> let's
2: be a team. He messed yeah. up, but I got his back. Why are you saying There you go, right? That's how we do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That's but funny. yes.